0: Guys, welcome back. Mac Rollins, Zen Cop here. Thank you for being here and thank you for listening. This will be episode 15 of the Zen Cop podcast. And some very exciting news. We are officially live on the Apple podcast platform. So if you are listening on Apple, you're probably listening for the first time. So welcome. Along with what you're hearing today, there are a variety of older episodes you can go back and listen to as well. And if you are an Apple listener, please don't forget to subscribe and hit that like button at the bottom of the screen. All of that. Makes a huge difference as I am trying to grow this platform to reach larger audiences, and at the end of the day, to help as many people as possible. So much going on right now in the world that's not even funny. It is a very scary time to be alive, and I really can't stop thinking about the what ifs and the thought of two proxy wars going on at the same time, and our adversaries are just simply sitting back, quite literally watching the perfect storm carried out in real time, and they are loving it. There's a lot of moving parts, unfortunately. Which makes having an opinion or even sympathy for any party involved quite difficult. Loss of life, especially innocent lives, is never something to be taken lightly as they are the true victims in a scenario that ever involves conflict. And what I do think is very important for everyone to understand is that this is not a war about territory, water, food, money. It's simply about existence. And there really is no scarier type of war that exists in this world where pure hatred is the driving force for violence. And it's been a long time since the planet has seen that type of combat and specifically at this level. That being said, our involvement and overall participation should be extremely calculated. However, as this administration has shown us for the past few years, calculation or control is not their strong point. Frankly speaking, it's quite alarming. And what is scarier than the present itself is the future, in my opinion. And for the first time in a very long time, I'm, I'm quite terrified of what that future will look like for my children and what the future will look like for this nation. But life keeps going. And even while we witness some very tragic circumstances unfold on the other side of the world, we have our own problems right here at home. And so much so that our country is changing every day and not for the better. When it comes to the lives we live, there are certain things that we can control and certain things that we cannot. Any any energy invested into the things we can't control is essentially energy wasted. Sometimes, however, we don't necessarily know that at the time. It could be a scenario or circumstance where we think we are investing energy into something that can be fixed only to discover that it was never fixable to begin with. Relationships in that regard are sometimes some of the easiest things that we can fix but we choose not to or we think that there are uh, irreparable issues so we don't even bother trying. Relationships in the career of law enforcement can fall victim to some of the easiest and most identifiable threats because there's so much going on all the time that we either see it coming and don't care or we missed it and it will embed itself within the relationship to become relevant later. Either way, nothing good will come of it now or later. I can remember very vividly being in the academy and they had a pretty aggressive and straightforward two hour lecture where they talked about relationships. And the takeaways from that lecture was, was pretty much be prepared to get divorced because that's just the way it goes. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, that sucks. I guess I'm getting divorced someday. And Then there was the discussion after that of infidelity, financial ruin, drug use, uh, drug and alcohol dependency, and all of those things sort of talked about in the same week and very early on during the academy. Basically, in the first month, you were pretty much told the likelihood of you getting divorced, having an affair, losing half your retirement, and being an alcoholic, and essentially dying before 60 was highly probable. And after being a cop for 13 years, oddly enough, I can tell you that the instructors from my academy uh, were not wrong, they were right, even if the delivery was fairly direct. I've watched many cops' uh, marriages fall apart. I've had friends and coworkers develop major drug and alcohol dependencies. Some went into financial ruin, whether intentionally or unintentionally, and after their marriages failed, they engaged in multiple relationships to include sleeping with coworkers, I've seen firings, I've seen resurrections from being fired only to be fired again a year later, domestic violence incidents, suicides, and even homicides by cops against their spouses. All of these horrible things, and at the hands of what should be one of the most trustworthy people among society. And oddly enough, some of these guys who are now shells of what they used to be, most of them were stud cops, and most of them uh, very well-liked members of the agency, and if we are good at our job and we are doing it based on moral and ethical roadmaps, why do we account for all of these personal failures when it comes to our home life and our relationships? So first and foremost, I'm going to throw out the elephant in the room, and that elephant is definitely a, a personality trait issue among cops. The career field itself, just like many other linear career fields, attracts a very specific personality type. And that personality type definitely carries with it some type of risk. And perhaps risk is, in fact, part of what the appeal actually is for the job. There is something to be said about this career field that would ultimately attract an adrenaline junkie or someone who enjoys having risk being a part of their daily work life. And even for those of us who don't feel that way, even if we got into this job purely based on wanting to do good in the world of evil, the risk is well known and exists on a subconscious level at minimum for those individuals, regardless of if they will ever admit that or not. And when we look at the job itself, there's a a very short list of career fields where dying at work is a frequent cause for concern or at minimum a a thought every day you go to work. Law enforcement for sure making that top 10 list of the deadliest jobs in America. In fact, law enforcement doesn't make the top 10 list for the most dangerous jobs in America, but it does make the top 10 list for the deadliest. I did find that quite interesting. The other interesting part about the other career fields on that list, which included loggers and roofers, is that the trees and the ceramic roofing tiles are not actively trying to kill you. I suppose that is the argument that can be made for dangerous versus deadly. Keeping all of that in mind, there are a variety of other factors that can absolutely make this career field one of the worst possible jobs in existence. I've spoken and written on this issue many times. And that is the reality of what this job brings with it, and more importantly, what this job brings home to your family. Even if you don't intentionally mean to, your work will come home with you in some way, shape, or form. And when we consider the element of family, and more specifically that of a marriage or relationship, sometimes the writing is on the wall, and we can see it during the wedding reception, and other times we can see a marriage that's going to last because of the parties involved. And that's a big part of it, if not the far majority. But we've all seen that couple get together. And in the back of our minds, we all kind of say, yeah, it's probably not going to last very long. And they usually don't last very long. And despite what their friends, family, and everyone else told them along the way, they ignored the advice and pursued what they thought would be a a lifetime of happiness and Those are the easy ones and easy for both sides of the table because the relationship was over almost as quickly as it started. There is minimal damage, no kids, and everyone for the most part can depart amicably and resume some type of normal life and eventually maybe learn from their mistakes, meet someone, new life goes on, they move forward. The difficult ones are the marriages that started out ironclad and ultimately became weaker and weaker because of a lack of control and priorities not being addressed properly. And for those of you who want to make the argument that marriage is 50-50, I would tell you that you are absolutely incorrect. In fact, marriage is the the furthest possible thing from being 50-50. And if your expectation is just that, the likelihood of survival for your marriage will be short-lived when adversity or challenge comes knocking at your door, and I assure you someday it will. Now, one of the most important things to remember when it comes to any relationship uh, is that the proverbial weight carried by both parties will will never ever be equal. In fact, for the majority of your relationship, the scales are going to be tipped quite drastically and at various points uh, in your lives. And that's to be expected. No human is ever going to be able to create the perfect balancing point between their family, work, challenges, hardships, and everything else in between. It's simply not possible. What is possible is to simply acknowledge that as long as we have a common understanding that within this relationship there will never be a void, we will be successful. And the void is where things start to get interesting. I want you to imagine two people sitting back to back both containing 50% that overall equals 100 when you put them together. And for imagery purposes, try to imagine that the percentages read almost like a cell phone battery. And when one of the two of the people sitting back to back starts to lean backwards, they lose a certain percentage. And that percentage is then transferred over to the other person, where what used to be 50-50 is now 70-30. And the other half of that relationship, your spouse, is now taking on 70% instead of 50. The percentage of each person is a reflection of how able they are as a person, and more importantly, how they currently feel. Imagine if your wife had the flu. Well, guess what? She'll probably be operating at a 20% level, and you will now be managing 80%. And that 80% will essentially include you operating as a solo parent and also taking care of your wife. I keep saying wife or husband, but this is an analogy that is not exclusive to married couples. In fact, a lot of this is absolutely comparable to any relationship, regardless of intimacy or, or status. So when we think about how much we operate in percentages, the most important thing in managing these percentages is simply acknowledging that they exist. And more importantly, acknowledging and verbalizing that information to your partner have you ever felt like your energy is just crap you've had the most stressful day week month whatever and you say to your significant other i just don't have the energy for this while you are in fact verbalizing your feelings to your partner you are also explaining that your percentage is going to be a little bit off today and maybe your words are even a fair warning letting them know that they might be driving the bus alone for the next 24 hours. A good partner will not only hear you, but acknowledge your words and then try to find a remedy to help fix it. I promise you there will be days where both of you are going to need an equal amount of assistance, and that's where things can become difficult, and we can see certain things like resentment and anger enter the relationship without us even knowing. It's perfectly okay to be in a funk or to go through something crazy and having to process all of it while dealing with life, which never stops just because we're having a bad day. Even something as simple as a very stressful day at work can create a difference in percentages for both parties. What can be detrimental and very detrimental long-term is when we operate on a less than half percentage and keep it there intentionally. And that's when we become lazy within the relationship. We have become so used to the other person carrying the majority of the weight that we simply allow that to become the way the relationship works. Eventually, most people will address the issue, uh, typically after quite some time. And when they do that, it usually won't be constructive because they're going to be angry during that confrontation as a result of built up resentment. And all of that angry communication is the result of a postponed conversation intentionally or unintentionally that probably should have happened months or even years before they chose to actually have it. And as we talked about earlier, the void is where things start to become dangerous and where things start to fester if left there intentionally. The void is the empty space that is created when someone moves their percentages and the other half of that relationship is intentionally not there to pick up the slack with intention being the motive. We have now introduced a direct attack on the relationship itself, and that person will be waiting there for a long time if their intention is to wait until the other part of that relationship sees and fixes the issues, uh, because they probably won't, and as a result, that void will remain open. Within the void is where anything can happen, infidelity, substance abuse, a lack of care and concern for the relationship overall, essentially an empty space that gives chaos the opportunity to to become a part of your relationship and in a full-time capacity. And one of the most important things that anyone needs to understand in regard to keeping your percentages balanced is that at some point there needs to be some form of reciprocation or at least verbal acknowledgement. So the other half of your relationship is not only aware, but willing to continue to manage this until things improve good, bad, or indifferent. There is always going to be something that is going on that will require some type of energy, whether mentally or physically, that we are going to have to negotiate. And in some way in doing so, uh, you know may result or may may force us to operate on a a less than available level to our other half. And if we maintain a, a checks and balances system where dialogue and more importantly, honest conversations take place, even if those conversations are uncomfortable, you will see a drastic difference when similar challenges present themselves in the future. Uh, I've been married for 13 years, I have two kids. There has never been an easy day ever when it comes to keeping my family safe and my marriage alive. It is very hard work, and I've heard a lot of people tell me how lucky I am to have such a a happy and successful marriage, and when I hear that, I honestly don't believe that luck has anything to do with it. In fact, it has nothing to do with it. My marriage is alive and well because of two things, and those two things are me and my wife. The two of us built this marriage together and experienced a variety of challenges along the way that brought us to where we are now and because of the most challenging times of our lives, we are stronger and better today. In fact, it's moments of uncertainty and vulnerability that allow two people to truly see their true colors, and in that regard, we have quite literally been each other's support system, and that system has been tested through some very intense circumstances, to include the year 2020, which was extremely stressful for couples and public service and specifically for spouses who worked in law enforcement. And as I've said many times before, adversity will be your greatest teacher if you work with her and understand that she will teach you more than any form of challenge that comes your way. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to like and subscribe, and also drop a rating if you are an Apple listener. You can find me on Instagram at The Zen Cop, and you can also find us on YouTube at The Zen Cop Podcast. And of course, for your reading pleasure, you can visit the blog at the ZenCop.com. Guys, have a great week. Be safe out there, and I will see you back next Sunday. Thanks for listening.